Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. Yo, what's going on, y'all? Welcome in to a brand new episode of Snaps. It is Wednesday, which means it's time to do a little preview show, preview the weekend of action that's going to be. I am T-Bob Bear. He is Aaron Murray. Aaron is on the road calling a game night. Aaron, what's up, dog? How you feeling today? What's going on? If you need a little extra of me tonight, UTEP, Sam Houston, ESPN2. Sam Houston, the last remaining winless football team in FBS. See if they can get it done. Oh, wow. I don't know if that in brings juice FBS. to our audience or not, but just in case. Uh, need a little Tuesday night action. Tune into ESPN, too. Yeah, we're still in the 40 days of football in a row. Um, mm-hmm. God, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm look, I'm going to be honest up front, y'all. Uh, I'm all over the place today. Uh, I just almost spilled, I just spilled coffee all over my computer literally 10 seconds before the show started. Mm. I think that's okay. Uh, my mic is being all weird, moving all around, and I just got diagnosed with shingles, mm-hmm. like some sort of decrepit 80-year-old man. I've been wondering why I've been feeling so awful for a week. I talked about my Cincy nips and everything. No idea what was going on. Uh, I have fucking shingles, mm-hmm. and I feel like shit, so I'm going to rely on my teammate, Aaron Murray, my boy, to carry me today mm-hmm. and to you, the wonderful Snaps listeners who we all love. Mm-hmm. So much. Of course, uh, today we are going to, uh, like I said, preview the week. We'll talk Georgia, Florida, Oklahoma, Kansas, Oregon, Utah, Duke, uh, and Colorado, UCLA. Do we have Duke in there? Is that right? Is Duke supposed to be yeah. there? Yeah, Duke's in there. Um, who's Duke even playing? Wow. I know. Louisville. I'll do a quick one on that one. I'll, 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 I'll... I'll take that off your plate. I'm telling you guys, I'm telling you guys, I am in the two years of doing this show. Um, actually fuck it. And like the 10 years of doing radio sports talk, this is without a doubt the shittiest, uh, Mm. I've ever felt. So, but whatever, whatever, I'm not here to no pity parties. Fuck it. We're going to have fun. We're going to talk football. 
We're going to be good to go, and I'm going to try to ignore the fact that every time I get excited, the fabric of my shirt rubs against my nipples and makes me want to cry. Uh, God, just awful. Boong says, L Shingles, WT Bob. That's very kind, Boong. Thank you. Uh, also, Boong's a very funny name. Uh, that, that just, I, 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 I love that so much. Uh, Aaron, so you're doing UTEP tonight. Are you doing a game this weekend as well? No, I'm off. So we get to do a little post game snaps on Saturday, it looks like, if T Bob's healthy uh, enough to, to take on the challenge. Yeah. Well, this all coincides with my wife going to California. Uh, for the entire weekend for work. So I'll have the kids. So just let me know so I can schedule a babysitter. Uh, how did you get shingles? Says Grandma. The doctor told me lack of sleep and stress. What the fuck? Seems crazy. All right. Let's get into the show, though. I'm sorry. I just want to do that up front because I'm feeling insecure because I don't have the amount of like, whatever. I'm just feeling insecure. And so I had to put it out there. But let's let's talk some football, man, because this is a college football show. And it's uh, it's fun. And you know what else is fun? Florida, Georgia. Just a game as old as time. Georgia, Florida. What'd I say? You said Florida, Georgia. Oh, does it matter? It does matter. Oh, okay, my bad. I didn't know. Um, I don't think you ever told me that before. Oh, um, never, never. It's the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. It's in Jack's, Jack's Vegas, Jacksonville. Um, Aaron, you don't, you never, I'm sure, no. You never got to like spend time in Jacksonville, right? This is a. Oh, I've been to a normal, game as a fan. No, Oh, okay. How is it? What What is the scene oh. going to be like in Jacksonville this weekend? Oh, it's an incredible scene. It, it's not to the level of like Oklahoma, Texas with a state fair, but it is, it is, uh, it is a beautiful sight. I will always remember like as a player driving over the bridge and seeing all the just tents everywhere, but all the red and blacks over here, the orange and blues on this side, it's just, it's a, it's a massive tailgate. It's a big party. It starts tomorrow. I mean, I have buddies of mine, you know, texting me saying, Hey, we're flying down or driving down the St. Saint, <clears throat> Saint Simon Sea Island, you know, party on the beach, yada, 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 wake Ooh. up Saturday, go to Saint, go go to Jacksonville, tailgate, go to the game, go back to St. Simon's, and then come back to Atlanta on, on Sunday. It is four days. They give off school. The kids finish up, I think, Thursday afternoon. Then they all jump on buses. The fraternities, they go to the beach for the day. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful sight, beautiful sight. Oh, man, String Gene says two hours away, never been. String sounds like you should probably go get after it. Mm -hmm. uh, Boom says Graham Mertz legacy game incoming. How funny would that be for you, Jay? Well, look, that, that's a thing here. Um, this is a 14 and a half point spread for a reason. Okay. I know Florida's record. Actually, Florida's record looks shockingly good right now. Five, two, three and one in the SEC. If you just came down and looked at them and then you saw Graham Mertz stats, you would think, oh my God, this is actually kind of a good Florida team. Uh, I know you kind of still think that, or I don't want to put words in your mouth. I think you still think that, Aaron. I do not. I do not think this Florida team's any good. Um, I think mm. you know, you've heard of the gator death spiral, like when an alligator gets you in its jaws and it starts to spin to wear you out and kill you. Uh, have you heard about the gator death march? Because that's what mm -hmm. the end of the season's going to be. As mm -hmm. they put Georgia, Arkansas, which whatever, but then at LSU, at Mizzou, at home versus FSU. So you're talking about four or five games against top 15 teams in the entire country. It, it is about to go really poorly for Florida. I think this is where it starts. I think Florida's a bit mm -hmm. of a paper gator, if you will. And the thing that I am most interested in, kind of like the Auburn game, is once again, I'm interested in Georgia. How does Carson Beck look? Sans Bauer, Brock Bowers, does he actually do what you and Colin Wilson and Josh Pate 
And all you smart football guys seem to think that George is actually going to get better and more explosive in some ways. Does that actually happen? Once again, I did not say better, explosive, more explosive. If, if you think more explosive is better than, okay, and you're buying, then, then yes, Georgia's offense could be more explosive. I, I'll disagree with you there. Like, I think Florida is a good football team. They're not a great football team. It's a good football team. Are they a good you, football team if they finish like seven, seven and five? Because that's the question. Because I don't mm. think that is good. I don't think, especially by Florida Sanders, that's not good. Florida good at year the two. fair at the bare minimum and with the year two mm. leash eight and four has mm. to be. I mean, come on, bro. Come on. It's Florida. I, the, the schedule has gotten significantly harder for 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 the entire SEC over the past two weeks. Like we've seen teams all of a sudden emerge and you're like, okay, I didn't realize the SEC. It's not as dominant as it's been, but it's better than maybe what I thought it was two or three weeks ago. So like I do take that into account. Like if it you know, if you do lose to Georgia, LSU, Missouri, and Florida State, you know, obviously Florida State being AC, like those are games you should lose. Doesn't make it make you a bad team. <clears throat> Three of those teams could be all in, in contention to win their conference and, and two of them to be in the college football playoff. So like am I gonna call you a bad team because you lost to those teams? No, I'm not gonna call you a bad team. Those no, teams I'm gonna are call elite. you a bad team because you got your ass kicked by Kentucky. They had one bad Kentucky's game. not any good. They had you one got bad your game. ass kicked by Utah. Now, Utah is good, so there's no great shame yes. in that. Yeah. Uh, but still, it's Utah without Cam Rising. No, look, man, I, I I don't – you know what? No, 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 fuck that. I don't even think it comes mm-hmm. – it doesn't need that much context. No, Seven and five is not team. in Florida. Seven and five is not good. Eight and four, okay. sure. Okay. Then I can maybe yeah. call them a good team. I think um, they're a good team too. I think they have good pieces. I like the running backs. The, the, the keys for the game, if there's going to be some miraculous – win an upset for the Florida Gators you have to run the football you have two talented backs and those guys have been inconsistent as hell this entire season it ain't on them it's on the offensive line can you push around this Georgia defensive line that has not been the Georgia defense line that's been for the past two years like if they can get Johnson and Etienne going a little bit don't put Graham Mertz in situations where he has to take a three five you know three five set drop with a couple hitches and from gun He's he's great at getting the ball out on time and, and accurately. Persall's great. The guy that I'm going to have my eye on is, is Eugene Wilson. He's a, he's a freshman. He's an absolute stud. He's now played half a season. You're going to see his production hopefully go up if you're a Florida Gator fan. Can you get him the ball in space on nice quick hitters and convert first downs? The secondary for Georgia is too good if you think you're going to win third and long situations. They're just too good. So like the run game for Florida has to get going early. And and, up, and on the other side of the football, like I, I'm interested to see, we, we we talk about Georgia's offense being more explosive. The weakness for Florida is their secondary. They're young. They got a true freshman playing at the safety position right now. They got a couple other young guys playing throughout that 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 back end. Can they match up with now the experience of of what Carson Beck has been able to prove to us this year so far? And I still believe a pretty darn good receiving core. So like, can you match up with those guys? Can you limit the explosives? Because I know Bobo. I said it yesterday. Bobo's DNA: run the football, play action, take shots. Without Brock Barrows, that's gonna go. That's that's gonna be his bread and butter. Can you prevent the big time plays defensively with those young guys in a big time moment in a, in, a, in a rivalry game on a neutral site? The problem is uh, Florida. Just they're not gonna be able to score. Now, now I'm very intrigued to see the, Vanderbilt the- scored. Vanderbilt scored on Georgia. Um. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Just, I guess. Just gonna I guess, throw it out. Yeah. There. No. Okay. Right. Okay. Fair. I'm just saying. I, I guess what I'm saying is though, like, again, it's that weird thing where, like, you're talking about, ooh, Florida has, you know, 
two good running backs and they got to run the ball. They're 10th in the sec in rushing. Graham Mertz has pretty good stats. They're 10th in the, or ninth in the sec in points per game mm-hmm. at like 29. So like we're kind of grasping at straws where you're not grasping at straws is defensively. They're pretty legit. They only give up 20 a game. Yeah. Uh, they're fifth in the conference in the third best pass defense in the conference. So if I'm a Georgia fan, I kind of like this matchup because you should win. Like, it's not like you're at a great threat of losing. You're nearly 15 point favorites, but where are you kind of insecure right now? What your passing game looks like post Brock Bowers. Well, if you come out and you do very well against a pretty salty Gator pass defense, then I feel like who who have the Gators played defensively or or what offense have the Gators played that, that has a passing offense. Yeah. Utah doesn't. McNeese doesn't. Tennessee, Tennessee does not have a passing offense this year. It's all running. We've seen enough Charlotte. No Kentucky. No Vanderbilt. No, the only team that, that it can throw the ball for a damn that they've actually played this year. South is South Carolina. Carolina and Spencer Rattler threw for 313 yards and four touchdowns. Yeah, so you're right. That's all a bit of a paper tiger situation, or again, yes. a false, a false rating situation. Anyway, okay, so never mind. You're right. Florida sucks. And you can't learn anything in this game, Georgia. <laughs> Just don't uh, lose. It's a good call. Just don't lose. You're not going to lose. Who's going to? Who's going? Okay, who's going to step up most? Ra uh, Ra Thomas. Who are we thinking? Or like Ra Ra? Love it. Who are we thinking? Um. I think both of them have shown. I want to see Lad. Like this is to me, Lad has been limited, obviously, with with the injury. Still, the past few games, he he came in in key situations versus Auburn. He should be fully healthy. Like this is Lad's moment to shine. Like I was the returning guy along with Brock. We were the one-two punch. I've been out now. Brock is out now. It's my time to take over that that you know number one receiver for Carson. He should be the receiver that Carson has the most chemistry with too. So. It's time for him to play like the all-SEC receiver. Georgia fans were hoping he would be heading into the season before the injury. Uh, Cameron Scholl, who says he's a doctor, says you need a small round of a silver for your shingles. Help prevent post-herpetic neuralgia. I don't know what the fuck that means, but I feel like that means that my brain may, something may go wrong with my brain. Uh, so let me, let me, let me know if I'm right or wrong there, Cameron. I'll, I'll tell, I'm going to tell the doctor that and try to sound very smart. Uh, all right. That's Georgia, Florida world's largest after a cocktail party. I think Georgia rolls. I think this is the beginning of the end for Florida. Like I said, um, and again, let's just see who steps up. Why, why are you giving me that look? Why is it not? I think I, I, I took it the wrong way at the beginning of the end for like this season, but I oh, do yeah, yeah, think no, they're not moving I think no, overall no, 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 no. Napier's no. he's got them in the right track. Um, I'm not going to go that far. I don't think he's going to get fired, but I'm not going to go that far. I, I don't know why you're so impressed with the recruiting. Well, number they are recruiting. Well, recruiting. the Gator collective seems to at least be doing very well gathering money for recruiting. Yeah. All right. Let's head over to the big 12. Then you got Oklahoma and Kansas in what is OU's third longest continuous series. How about this? Mm. They've played Texas 119 times. Oklahoma state won 17. They've played. Kansas 113 games, 113 games in a row. The problem is this is one of the most one-sided series in history. Mm. Uh, I want to say Oklahoma's won nearly 80% of these things, but what's even crazier, Aaron, or I guess it only feels crazy now because Kansas is finally kind of good. Oklahoma's won this game 18 times in a row. Kansas has not won this game till since 1997. And look, you you had no U team last week that was pushed mm-hmm. uh, to the absolute brink by UCF. I mm, 
I just don't know that I can get there with mm-hmm. this Kansas team, even though I like Bean, but without Jalen Daniels, uh, they're they're just I, whatever. I I I think like Oklahoma survived one of their scares last week. I'd be shocked if they had scares like that in back to back weeks. And, and I know there's a lot of excitement about Oklahoma State all of a sudden now too. And and I was on the plane ride this morning and and, and went back and watched that game between Kansas and Oklahoma State last week. And Oklahoma State's DBs are horrendous. I mean, horrendous. Tight end, two times tight ends were wide open on a RPO play action, whatever you want to classify it as, where the safeties are in the box and a tight end's running 10 yards behind the nearest defender. And it's a walk into the end zone. And another time on a post route where the DB, essentially it was one of the most piss poor tackling performances I've ever seen in my life. He looked like it was seven on seven and he touched the guy and just stopped. Like he thought the guy was just going to stop running and he runs in for a touchdown. It's just like, what are we doing on that side of the football Kansas was able to make it a football game, down 14-0. They got close, and it was a bunch of just big plays. Oklahoma's not going to give up those big plays through the passing mm-hmm. game. Um, they are a better defense this year. They've shown us that that all year. The one area that I want to see this weekend, if I'm a Sooner fan, Kansas is one of the worst rush defenses in the conference. Oklahoma has struggled to get an identity running the football. It's been really Dylan Gabriel, like in big games, like go back to Texas, like Dylan Gabriel is winning it, throwing the football and he's winning it, running the football. Can the offensive line be better? Can the running backs be better? This is your opportunity to do that because it's still hard for me to say a rematch versus Texas or maybe somewhere down the line. If you are that one dimensional, if that ain't cooking and you can't run it besides your quarterback, I just feel like it's going to, it's going to strip trip you up at some way along, along the rest of the season. So like, could this be the the momentum they need if they can get the run game going versus Kansas? So that, that to me, that's what I'm watching. But like Kansas has no shot. Oklahoma's going to roll in this one. Wait, wait, wait. You think no shot? I mean, that's I no a little strong. So I'm kind of thinking about Kansas plus ten here. <laughs> I mean, it, it's in. Kansas. I don't think their defense is going to slow. I don't think Kansas' defense is going to be able to slow them down. Uh, the pass game, and I think yeah. I think the big plays aren't going to be there for Kansas's offense. And without Jalen, you, you lose an incredible the, the the dynamic of running is just not there with with being the same way. Yeah. So I guess it's just interesting because if you do want to play, which is a flawed game, but if you want to play the law of transitive sports properties, Kansas did beat the fuck out of UCF. Now maybe John Rice Plumley was out that game, and so maybe that's the difference there, but Kansas beat UCF 51 22. Uh one thing to watch here, you mentioned all the big plays. John Aaron. Rice Plumley was three of seven for 33. So I think that was the game he got hurt. Okay. Um, and that would make sense. Kind of maybe like cutting kind of whenever that happens during a game, it's very hard to recover from. Um, I want to say that one thing that you should watch out for this week, if you're an Oklahoma fan is that defense has been excellent about not giving up big plays this year. That changed against UCF last weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, like th- there's just there's maybe the slightest bit of defensive regression uh, rearing its head. Well, this game will tell us more whether or not it continues. So I think Oklahoma wins. I'm not sure what I would play on this yet. I don't think it's so cut and dry, though, given the fact that it is in Kansas. And I still think that Lance Leipold is really good at getting his team ready to roll. And like at a certain point, Kansas has to win this game. You know, I mean, I guess no. you can keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At a certain no, point, you do. You can, you can keep losing. No, it, it, it what, What's the longest we've ever seen? Was it like the 30 with Kentucky and Florida? Because pretty much mm, everybody else eventually sneaks one in here or there. Yeah. Uh, who's better, UCF or Kansas, says Charlie Shepard? I mean, Kansas is better than UCF, clearly. 
Yeah, they won. Clearly. Um, but but I don't think that la- – but I think Oklahoma is better than what they looked like last week. Yes, I agree. Uh, all right, let's go to the Pac-12. Oregon at Utah. I mean, Aaron, if Kyle Whittingham wins this one, I I, I don't know. We have just, to stop doubting him. Just if Kyle Whittingham he, – he should be coach of the year because yeah. this is a Utah team that hasn't had consistent or good quarterback play all year long. They've had uh, anywhere from 16 to 22 players in their two deep injured. Um, they've had to deal with the – mental friction of the constant will the quarterback be back won't he be back at least that's now off the table now mm-hmm. as um at least that's now off the table as we know that cam rise is not going to return until next year but like this has been a very rough year uh for utah thus far and yet here they sit yep. and they're exactly where they want to be they have the win over usc they control mm-hmm. their own destiny and oregon is now coming to town yeah, and listen, it, you, the home field advantage in Utah is a hell of a place to go to from from what I've heard. And we've seen teams obviously go there and trip up. I, Oregon is battle-tested on the road, so I don't know how much you want to play into that. I think going to Washington may be even a little bit harder you know, compared to going to Utah. But listen, the, Utah offensively, like you talk about having games like we just talked about with Oklahoma and Kansas and, and getting that confidence boost of running the football. And like That's what I want to watch from that game. Utah, like if you want to get some confidence boost offensively, you play USC because you're going to score points and your quarterback's yeah. going to have a career day. Like plain simple. Like so, does Bryson Barnes, who was tremendous throwing the football, three touchdowns, 235 yards, he was great running the football as well. Like, does he take that and come back home and 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 use that momentum? to have another good game this weekend. Like, I don't see it happening. I think Oregon's a great defense. defense. Yeah, not against it. Like, that's the difference. But is he just slightly better than what he was to to start the season? Again, let's really highlight how bad what USC allowed Bryson Barnes to do last week was. If we look at the Bryson Barnes game log, game one against Florida, he's 12-18 for 159 and a touchdown. Remember, 75 of that came on the very first play of the game. Mm -hmm. So he eventually throws for 75 yards the rest of the game. Week two against Baylor, he gets benched after going 6 of 19 for 71 yards with a pick. Doesn't play against Weber or UCLA. Goes 8 of 5 for 40 yards in a pick against Oregon State. 15 of 21 for 128. No touchdowns, no picks. Mm. against Cal, and then all of a sudden, 14-23, 235, 10 yards per attempt, and three touchdowns. Yeah, Like, USC's awful. Oregon's defense is not. Bryson Barnes is not going to have success. No, he's not. But listen, I I do like what they did offensively, though. Like, obviously, he had a good game. He ran the ball well. They implemented a lot of the the Wildcat. They actually brought a a, a defensive back, uh, Vaki, number 28, and he was – he was actually really good. He played running back. He had some nice catches out of the backfield. Uh, he also did, like I said, the wildcat formations. Like that's something that that Oregon's going to have to prepare a little bit more for this week. So let's see if that slips them up at all. But Oregon is built like Washington. Like why has Washington had success in that conference? Is because they have been willing to play old school defensive, run the football, beat you know, punch you in the mouth kind of kind of ball. And those yeah. teams don't really play that well. Now all of a sudden you got Dane Lanning as your head coach at Oregon, and that's that's that is who your identity is. That is what your identity is. You want to be the bully. You want to play defense. You want to run the football. So like you're going against a team that that matches your style, 
that's capable of playing your style and they're more athletic than you and they have a far superior quarterback than mm-hmm. you. Like that is where it kind of comes at to an end for me for Utah. Like Bo Nix is playing great this season, like really, really good. Mm-hmm. He's taking care of the football. They only have one turnover as a team heading into this game. I mean, they, we're seven oh, games what? into the season. We're seven games into Wait, the season. Wait, on the entire game. year, they have, they have one, one turnover. turnover. It's one interception. Having fumbled Not the even any fumbles or anything? Mm-hmm. Bucky Irvin has been killing it. Jordan oh James has been God. killing it. One Utah only has four. Both these teams have done a great job protecting the football this well, season. Well, obviously, a Kyle Whittingham team is not going to shoot itself in yes. the foot. Like, you may out-talent them. Like, you're probably going to see this weekend. But it's not going to be like it's because Utah was... Poorly coached. I mean, look, this one's not hard to figure out. The defenses are basically equivocal, and the difference between Bo Nix and Bryson Barnes is an ocean worth of difference. Mm -hmm. It's fucking massive. Uh, Even being on the road, Oregon goes, and I think Oregon wins. But again, if they don't, then let's just give Kyle Whittingham Coach of the Year right now because I don't know who else would be deserving. In the chat, you'll like this, T. This is from uh, Andy J. Is Dan Lanning an upgrade over Mario Cristobal? (laughs) I mean... But the I, fuck I, is I, a bear I, shit in the woods? I figured like, I'd toss I mean, you that, I figured I'd toss you that like, softball. Well, I mean, what do what, what do we think here? Christopher has done exactly what we always say. Like, out of all the coaches I tried to call out this offseason, Venable, Sarkeesian, Christopher, he's the only one that at least helped me out by uh continuing to look fraudulent. So mm, yes, Jimbo. I, Jimbo. Dan Landing. Uh well. But everybody was calling out Jimbo. Yeah. You know, I was kind of on an island in some of the other cases, or or more. Hey, Mario on an just island. beat Clemson with a backup quarterback. Just gonna throw it out there. Uh, that's true. That's true. And you know what? I, I shouldn't make this about Cristobal because he really might end up having success in Miami. And honestly, they should only have one loss. Does it go yep. back to him? Yes, but whatever. It's still a fluke thing. Uh, so like maybe Mario will still have a lot of success at Miami. Uh, the point is though, that I think Dan Lanning's great. Mm-hmm. Like, like Dan Lane. Now, how's he going to do replacing Bo Nix? Right. That's the question that all yeah. these college coaches have to answer. Can you do the Nick Saban thing where you continue to replace quarterbacks and continue to win? That's the key. But, mm-hmm. um, I love Dan Lanning's attitude. I love what he's done. Like you said, for the identity and the defense of Oregon. Uh, let's say you were maybe like traveling to Utah randomly. You wanted to go to that game or, like I in the chat earlier, you've never been to Georgia, Florida, the world's largest o- outdoor cocktail party, but you've ever always wanted to go. Well, you should check out our friends at Game Time, okay? Because the best way to get tickets to any of these games on Game Time, it's the fastest growing ticketing app in the United States. For last minute amazing deals and tickets to your favorite college or pro teams, or look, concerts, baseball mm-hmm. games, if you want to go to the World Series, comedy shows, all of this. You just download Game Time. And when you download the Game Time app right now, you redeem code SNAPS, S N A P S, for $20 off your first purchase. That's S N A P S. Terms apply. Again, download the Game Time app, enter code SNAPS, get 20 bucks off. And no matter where you live, let's get out and have some fun this week. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates, 
to coaches play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals. JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Um... Can y'all explain the random two-point conversions with Oregon? Is it foolish or do you like the aggression? I like the aggression. It's like I said, coming out of Oregon, Washington, I it, it was a bit paradoxical in that I understand that it, the overaggression was what cost him the game. But if 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 I don't if I don't look at the results and I look at the context in which the calls were made, I think they were winning calls. Mm. I just think they got a bit unlucky and they didn't convert <laughs> when they should have. So I'll say this, the two-point conversions, just in general for teams, because of the new overtime rules, teams go into games with new more two-point menu items on the play True. call sheet. True. So if you do head into a game, you're like, I really like our two-point plays this week. We have four or five of them because of, you know, just because we practice them for, you know, in case we're ever in a, a triple overtime game. If you like two, three of them that week and you want to run them, like that's the time to do it. So like, like I mean, how many two point conversions would you install during a week of practice back at LSU? One or two? I like mean, this none. was the like none. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys just run that. power, just yeah. power. We're just gonna yeah. run power. Yeah, just run power toss. We <laughs> would only, we would have maybe two or three. Maybe yeah, probably same. 
very limited. It's like you're saving them for like when you need them. Now it's 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 a lot more. And with all the analytics of like, you know, when to go for it on fourth down, like that that whole third, fourth to one to three range, like your your play call sheet is is I mean, analytics have changed the game. Well, and I mean, you get these things that basically about a right over 50% clip. Yep. And so uh, it's aggressive in terms of, okay, I'm going to take the initiative and I'm going to put my opponent on the back heel. And if you miss, does it hurt? Yeah, but you're confident enough that, okay, I'll just get the next one and it won't matter. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't hate it. I like Lanning's new age aggressiveness, although I'll be interested to see over time if he has to kind of dial it back, given that it has cost him already directly this year. Uh, next to the list, Duke Louisville. Uh, uh, what's the status on Riley Leonard here? He see, I, that's the question. He, he was taken out of last week's game for Florida state kind of rolled the ankle again. Like that was the big discussion when I was watching the game on the broadcast that they did a good job of covering it of, do you put him in a situation where, you know, would it be awesome if you beat Florida state? Hell yeah. And they, they were, they were right in that the, the game in the first half, but if something happened, and you lost him for multiple games afterwards. Like, how do you balance that for Elko of putting him in a situation to maybe hinder him from playing for you know one, two, three weeks down the road? So I don't, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, obviously, that is the strength of his game. Like, if he's not a hundred percent, you're talking about a Louisville defense. Go back to two weeks ago over Notre Dame, held Notre Dame to forty-four yards rushing, mm. forty-four yards rushing. So like, that is that is what they can do on that side of the football. Your best athlete, your quarterback is an athlete. He is a runner. If he's not 100%, like, I just don't know what we're going to get. So I, I still trust Duke, though. I trust Duke's defense. You know, at the end of the day, like, I trust Duke's defense to maybe get one or two turnovers, keep this thing close. If Riley's 80% and, and good enough to make some plays, I think Duke still wins his football game. I If, if Leonard plays... I would give a slight advantage to Duke. If he yep. doesn't, I think Louisville clearly wins. Um, yes. I like a lot of the outside of just pure football metrics working here in Louisville's favor in that Duke is coming off of a four-quarter battle against Florida State in which they're highly disappointed because they had they were up three. It's the fourth quarter. They have a chance to go up 10. Leonard gets hurt, and then everything just completely spirals from there. And like mm. the final score is not indicative of how tough – that game actually was uh, Louisville last time out. We see them lose to Pitt. Highly disappointing, right? They finally yeah. cracked the top 15, but they got a bye week. They got a bye week to flush it, to review, to get fresh, to study Duke, to prepare. And now they come in fully rested, hungry at home for revenge. I like Louisville to win it unless Riley Leonard plays. Uh, we will see. Um all right, last one on our game preview for today. What do I do with my notes here? Colorado, UCLA. Time. Colorado, UCLA. Feels like a minute since we talked about the old buffs there. Mm-hmm. Um, last time we talked about them, they gave up 29 points and lost the football game to Stanford. Yeah, I mean, just uh, just an insane, insane game still to think back on. Um, <laughs> UCLA, another classic Chip Kelly team, Aaron just doing it with pure defense, mm-hmm. pure hard-nosed defense, the thing that has defined Chip Kelly his entire career. Well, they they, they finally made the quarterback change. Like, you get this highly recruited quarterback in, in, in Dante Moore, and, and you look at the losses they had this season, and, and I, I, don't, I hate to blame one kid or another, but the reason why I chose him to lose some of those games, especially that Utah game, was 
I just didn't think he was ready. Watching yeah. him early in the season, I was like, I just don't know if he's ready for 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 this league this year because it's a really good Pac-12 team and there are some decent defenses in the in this league from Utah to to now UCLA or UCLA themselves. But there are some good teams there, and I just didn't know if he was ready for for the moment just yet. Well, they benched him, and mm. Ethan Garbers comes in there. And it's not like Stanford's a world beater or anything like that on defense, but I was impressed watching him. I thought he gets the ball out on time, in rhythm, quick release. He's athletic, can run the ball well. Just seems like right now he's the better fit for this this football team. The way he plays on offense, what they try to accomplish on, on offense, trying to run the football, and then how they complement that with, with the style in which they play defense, he's the better guy this season. So I think having him gives me a lot more confidence in UCLA going forward. I think UCLA wins this game. I think that um, as good as the Colorado offense is, the UCLA defense is kind of as good as any in the country mm -hmm. statistically this year. And we're talking, if you just want to go with traditional metrics like points per game, they're on top of uh, they they're on top of the Pac-12. If you want to go to things like stop rate, they're top five in the entire country. Like this is a great defense, and as you said, and also offensively, what did you say? I want to do this year. They want to run the ball. Colorado's mm -hmm. defense is awful. Colorado's defense is at the bottom of everything. So I actually think that UCLA at home is better suited to stopping Shooter Sanders and this uh, very good Colorado attack uh, than vice versa over time. So yeah, give me uh, give me UCLA in this one. And and. Just going to UCLA's team too. Like you go back to those losses, Utah, pick six, pick six. Yeah. Uh, Oregon State, he had three interceptions. Like this is a moment where you kind of feel like, man, if you 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 put the 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 more veteran guy in there, what would this record be for this UCLA football team that is is pretty damn solid on both sides? So yeah, listen, Colorado come off the bye. Travis Hunter's healthy. You know, I'm excited to see what this team looks like after kind of you know two weeks to to think about what happened for Stanford like that's a crappy thing too like anytime you lose a game especially that kind of game you like want to you don't want to buy it. like you just want to go no. prepare yeah, for yeah. a game you need something to get a taste out of you yeah mouth. they've had two weeks to kind of sit back and think about that Stanford game like is it did they use it as motivation or was that like the kind of uh I want to say like nail in the coffin, but like they were fighting for a bowl well, game. I don't, I, I don't, I, I don't hate it though. I don't hate it. I mean, I don't think that it becomes something where you just, I, I think it's kind of like how I feel about Louisville. I, I, I think you do want to get back out there certainly. And the immediacy, another game is great, but I don't think it's a net negative that you don't have another game. Media. I think that can make you almost more hungry and more locked in over time as you, as you get fresh. We'll see though. We we'll got see. two situations, right? We got Colorado and we got Louisville, both both yeah. kind of similar in what they're going to try to avenge. Um, all right, uh, real quick before we wrap up the show, let's hear from our friends over there at DraftKings. NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports partner of the NBA, is celebrating with an unbeatable offer. Right now, new customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets, for throwing down $5 on the NBA. Win or lose, like it doesn't matter. You start the season with an instant dub. And always remember the DraftKings parlays, everyone's got a shot at even bigger basketball wins. So string together multiple bets in the same game or build a parlay across multiple games for a shot at making your payday even sweeter. Bottom line is basketball is more fun when you're in on the action. 
So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code TBOB, T-B-O-B. New customers get $200 in bonus best instantly for betting just $5. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBOB, T-B-O-B. The crown is yours. Andy J. Enos. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for a problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort, Kansas. Licensee partner, Gold Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21 or older. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. To A&M makes a lot of sense. Jeez. Oh, mm. I don't think anything makes sense to, uh, to A&M. Uh, Enos to A&M after Jimbo gets axed. I don't know. Uh, Elko to A&M Elko, after yeah, Jimbo yeah, gets I think, axed. I think you meant yes. Elko. Yeah, that that makes sales go. All right, look, y'all. Uh, that's our preview show. I'm I, again. I apologize, guys. Just a real shit showing for me today. Great job by Aaron, though. Great job by Pat Gunther, Chris Tran, Adam Gracia, Danny Cardenas, all the production team. Aaron, uh, good luck on the UTEP call tonight. Thank you, thank you. Um, please, as always, guys. Uh, if you can hit the like button, subscribe. The road to 7K continue. Share with your friends if you got friends who are into college football. And okay, he, they they both meant Elko. Okay, okay, that that, okay, that makes okay. sense. Uh, Greg, relax. I'm trying, dude. Uh, but please like, subscribe, rate, review the pod on Apple, uh, Spotify, wherever. And um, oh yeah, Aaron, uh, no preview for Aaron's game. That Aaron, who wins? <laughs> you can say that, can you? Or are you not allowed to say that? No, I can't say that. Oh, you can't say that. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Well, when we get back, we'll be we'll have our gambling show tomorrow with Colin Wilson. And guys, if you haven't listened to Colin, you want to listen to Colin. The plays are incredible. Okay, he's winning time mm-hmm. and time again. Uh, so be on the lookout for that, and then we'll see you on Saturday for some more snaps. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. 
Sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.